After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. I gotta have more cowbell. Um. And now we get one of my favorite people on the podcast. Obviously, love this guy. Been friends now for like three years, I think, somehow. You know what they say, that if you're friends with someone for seven years or longer, that's yeah. a friend for life. So you're not, even, not, not, even halfway, not even halfway there, is what you really felt like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> thanks for that, Ash. Um, we're yeah, slightly... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. I mean, Robbie, I'm down if you are, bro. Uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roberto Aguayo, my favourite people ever. Um, absolute legend. We met, like I just said, three years ago doing another podcast um, where and, and we've kept in touch ever since, I think. Right. And Ash was amazed last time because you just FaceTimed me out of nowhere and she was just sitting there going, I'm sorry, but did Roberto Aguayo just FaceTime you? I was like, yeah. yes, he did. And he didn't have a shirt on. Thank you very much. I know. <laughs> now you've got a shirt on and... Yeah. Um, Ash yeah. is disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting uh, more. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Lovely to virtually meet you, I guess, Robbie. Um, and thank you so much for being a guest on End the NFL. This is super exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't promise this will be anywhere near as professional as the NBL show. But if anyone wants to watch those old things so we're not rehashing over old ground with Robbie, because like I said, I've been friends three years now at this point, um, <laughs> you can just go and watch our previous episodes with him on the NBL show. But a potted history, I guess, would be Roberto Aguayo is still the greatest uh, kicker in the history of the NCAA. Um, one of the highest drafted kickers coming out of FSU. Um, tricky situation in Tampa Bay ended up um you know well most people know how that ended and um the last time we spoke to you you had just tried out for the Patriots and the Packers I think Packers then Patriots you signed with the Patriots um I think in the, the beginning of last season um and then we've had a whole year of wanting to catch up with you ever since then so let's talk let's talk yep. tryouts Okay. Let's talk first of all because Ash wants to know Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe like this is it's amazing. I'm like yeah. <laughs> Florida boy up yeah. to Wisconsin. Wh where was colder, New England or Wisconsin? So um, New England was colder, I would say, but I went. I mean, both of the places were cold. Once it drops before uh, below thirty five, it's it's all the the same to me. You know, it's cold. <laughs> Um, but no, I think uh, <laughs> Green Bay was a was a cool experience. Um, it's I'd never been there. I'd never played there. Obviously, you know, one of the greatest organizations, NFL organizations of 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 all time. But you can tell when you get there. Um, you know, the facility is world class. Um, it, it's just you know Lambeau Field. So they put us. They put me in a hotel right next to uh, Lambeau Field. And on the um, the top floor, there was a restaurant and you could go out and you could kind of see it's it's right next to the stadium and you could kind of see, you know, a little bit of the fans and the score, the jumbotron and, you know, the flag. And it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, it was snowing. 
Um, but they had me kick in the indoor. Um, it was, it was, it was crazy. Cause last, uh, when I went to work out, which was what, 2020, um, it was still during COVID. So you had to, you had to take five negative COVID tests before you worked out. So I was out there for a week before I even worked out. That's intense. So five negative tests. Yeah. Wow. So you, yeah, you come down in a, you come down the hotel, a black suburban comes, pick, you hop in, they pick you up. They take you to the facility and they have like a little across the road. Across the road. There's like a portable, there's like a, you know, a little makeshift uh, shack type deal. And uh, two nurses or, you know, come out and then they use roll the window down, they swab you, roll the window back up, and then they take you back to your hotel and then you just wait <laughs> for the negative test. You I hope you're work. negative and and then you kind of wait it out till day five and then you work out day five. Um, but yeah, it was my first time. I don't know if I mentioned it in, in the NBL podcast, but it was my first time kicking because I hadn't kicked all that year, uh, the whole year. I, you know, I was out of the game. It was I forget That's how right. many days, but it was over two years. It was I, I tell you exactly what happened is that you almost had, you know, moved on from football at that point like you said it was two years and I think you had just um passed your banker's exam yeah uh, and yeah. on the same day your agent called you and said this is weird um <laughs> but you've got a tryout and I think he said to you if you don't take the tryout you won't get any others right so yeah, you had how long you had like an hour to make the decision right yeah new like life starting old life beckoning make yeah. the decision now yeah, it's kind of like that 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 old girlfriend that you broke up with and you're kind of moved on and then all of a sudden <laughs> like do 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 hey and you're like what's going on man like why you know uh but no it was uh it was crazy how everything happened right I passed my last registration exam and I and it, it's like coincidentally I mean I had talked to my agent probably like a month and a half two months before that you know just catching up and uh he calls me and he's like, are you on the golf course? You know, putting for birdie. And I was like, kind of, I wish, but no, I passed my, uh, I passed my eagle, eagle actually, mate. Uh, yeah. you know, I've been out the game for two years. Come on, I'm doing better than yeah, right? And I was like, I passed my last registration exam. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a stockbroker. Um, and he was like, Oh, that's awesome. Um, he's like, well, I got other news. He's like, the Green Bay Packers want to work you out. And I'm like, I thought, I thought he was joking. I was like, haha, you know, that's funny, man. Like that's good joke. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm serious. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, it's been over two years. Like, and he's like, I know we're, we're kind of, you know, it's out of nowhere. And he's like, you're the guy that we, you're the only guy that we, we represent currently that's been out this long and has gotten a call. Um, and he I mean, was like, something doesn't happen. I know, but it's, it's, it's crazy. The timing, the situation, when it was, I hadn't kicked I, you know, I had been pride, you know, just running, you know, a mile, a mile or two here and there. I wasn't, you know, I hadn't kicked since April. Um, and this was November. And, you know, I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, I haven't, I haven't kicked. And he's, and he's like, well, it's like Tiger Woods, just picking up a golf club. Like you got it. You've done it since you were eight. So I was like, yeah, you're right. So um, he was like, but it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, I know that you have, you know, your career and you're, you know, you start, you're starting this, but he was like, if you don't take this opportunity, it'll probably be the last call you get uh, from a team. 
And that was where I was like, dang. And he's like, I was like, when do, when do I have to let you know? You know, maybe, you know, by tomorrow. And he's like, uh, in two hours, because they want to fly you out because of the five day window, right? They need oh, it. Okay. So I'm like, oh, geez. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll think about it and I'll call you back. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, you know, what worst comes to worst, I go out there, stay out there for five days, I come back, you know, I'm still... And if I do, then I, and if I do great and they want to sign me, I guess I can make the decision there and say no or yes. So, you know, I called him, said, yes, hopped on a plane, went to Green Bay. Um, and well, actually I had that afternoon, I went, I was like, I got to go kick. I haven't kicked since April. I have to go out at least kick a ball before I'm kicking in front of their organization (laughs) in front of their owner like you know what I mean I don't know how I'm gonna be sitting there like uh this might go in or this might you know go three yards off the ground cross our fingers and hope for the best (laughs) yeah right so I you know my cleats were up in the attic the balls were all flat up in the attic so I got them out dusted them off went to the field and when you haven't kicked the ball for what april may june july august september october november seven months um you know that first time you're gonna kick is like can i still do this uh it's kind of weird you know um but when i hit that first ball it was kind of like i hit it i kicked yesterday it was just and that kind of gave me the confidence and i was like okay you know this is cool you know i think this is the longest time that i've been out without kicking a ball i hadn't kicked for seven months um and it's it's funny because at the time, like, you know, the, the Green Bay didn't know that, you know, we, we were rolling in like I had been training, I you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it, it, it's, you know, I've done it. I, I've stayed in shape. It's not like I was fat or, you know, overweight or hadn't, you know, done anything. Right. I was still in shape. I was still, you know, doing things. Um, so I go up there. I went five for seven, uh, missed my last two from 50 plus, um, which was, I was kind of like, ah, you know, they weren't bad misses. I just missed one left, one right. Um, and then I did good on my kickoffs and I was like, well, we'll see. And they're like, you know, we're looking to, you know, maybe make a move with Mason Crosby, uh, at the end of the year. Um, so we'll let, you know, we wanted to come, you know, we wanted liars. to come. Absolute liars. See what's going on, you know, kick the tire, see, see where you're at, whatever. And I was like, no, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for bringing me up here. You know, world-class organization, wish you guys the best. Da, 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 da. Came back, you know, and then a month later is when the Patriots called and it was kind of like, okay, yeah, let's go do the same thing. You know, worst comes to worst. I don't make it, whatever. And I go 17 for 20 in Gillette Stadium. And then the 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 the, the GOAT, uh, Bill Belichick wants to uh, sit down and chat with me. And then he ends up saying, you know, we want we want you to stay and we want you uh, to back up Nick Folk. And I'm kind of sitting there like uh, and he's like, you want to stay, right? And I'm like, I mean, you can't say no to Bill Belichick. I was just about to say, you cannot say no to Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, in my head, I'm like, I can't say no to Bill Belichick. I'm like, yes, I, I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying. Like, just say yes and then figure out the rest later. Figure yeah. out what you guys <laughs> Um, No, it was a good conversation. I was like, yes, of course. Like, you know, this is cool. And, but then I'm like, okay, like I'm back. Like I'm practicing, you know, I'm going to be, he's like, you're going to be kicking in team in practice. You're going to be getting all the reps in practice. Cause we don't want him, you know, his knee, you know, his, his body is kind of, you know, he's going through some, some, uh, you know, 
little, uh, what's it called? Like tendonitis type deal. So we want him ready for the games and finishing out the season. I was like, all right, cool. So it was like, I hadn't kicked in a team situation, you know, in two years since I was with the, with the chargers in 18. So it was kind of going out there, but honestly, like it felt, it felt great being around the guys, being on a team, being in the locker room, um, you know, just being back in that environment. It was fun. It was cool. Um, so it was a great experience, but you know, since that, um, I went, kicked in OTAs, um, trained, uh, went up there for OTAs. They brought in that rookie, didn't they? They brought in the rookie. They brought in the rookie. Yeah, they brought in the rookie. And to be honest, I just wasn't, uh, you know, as doing everything that I needed to do to to really, you know, put the put the the gas pedal down and and win the job. Right. I was I I kind of was like, okay, well, I didn't kick for two years, and I went in there and went seventeen for twenty. Like, you know, I can, you know, and then it was kind of just saying like, you know, this guy's a rookie, you know, I did great, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I have time to build and then training camp, you know, I'll be peaking. Um, so I kind of left the door a little bit open for him. We were probably neck and neck. Um, you know, he wasn't beating me, but I wasn't completely beating him. And I was like, you know, well, you know, in training camp, I'll solidify the deal and, and, you know, win the job there. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, he's he costs less i cost more um and he was younger we can develop him um so bill you know bill called me and 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 you know mentioned that to me and he was like you know you're a great kicker you know you know you you were world class you did everything we needed you to did to do here but you know we're gonna go with the younger guy and i was you know i was cool right i've been through all that and you know i was like i understand you know I appreciate like, the opportunity. You're like, yeah. and I was like, Hey, I was like, dude, you're world-class, like you're world-class. Everyone in the organization's world-class. It was just great to be a part of that for, you know, seven, eight months. Um, and I met a lot of great friends. I met a lot of great friends on the team. You know, I still talk to you today, good guys, good people, you know, I still root for them. Um, so it was a great experience for, uh, for sure. You're like, Bill, do you need a stockbroker? Um, <laughs> Completely. Do you have a money manager bill or uh, a separate thing? Um, but I can help in that regard as well. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I didn't tell you. I was, I was like, you know, hey, yes. Can your rookie <laughs> tell you about your investment portfolio? Yeah. Bill? Right? Can he? I don't, I don't yeah. Can. You can keep it in house. I'll just, you know, keep all the, <laughs> manage all the money for the guys, you know? So but, uh, it was. Uh, yeah. You become, you become Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. In, in yeah. Patriots right. Room. Like, yeah, well, you know, that was a tax deductible. Was yeah, crazy. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy how all that happened out of out of you know being out that long and and how how it played out. But it was it was definitely a cool experience and it was fun. Now that is incredible. And um, how many times I've got to ask? How many times did you see Bill smile um, when you were with the Patriots? Um, I, I smile probably, uh, you know, more than a handful, which is, you know, surprising, right? That's right. He, yeah. He does not smile on TV, but uh, understandable, you know, he doesn't really like the media and, you know, the media tries to turn things around, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I've been around a lot of coaches that are anti-media guys and, and they know, you know, they're trying to paint a different picture than what really is internally and he you know would mention that and you know 
unless he's like, unless it's coming from me, don't, don't, don't believe what's going on in the media um, because it's never, you know, hundred um, percent fact it's, you know, rumors. And then you start. Um, so he's very, you know, serious and, and straightforward with the media. Uh, but I seen him, seen him smile, seen him chuckle, seen him laugh, uh, he's human times, which, which was very wholesome, which is very wholesome. For you. I was very like, good for you, man. Nice. Like you're, you're happy that's good. <laughs> Amazing. So. Um, so then after that, um, we, uh, a few people still drafted you to fancy teams, by the way, in yeah. the NBL fantasy thing. Robbie was playing, by the way, in the National <laughs> Yeah, League I saw fantasy. that. Yeah, you did quite well, actually, I think. Did yeah, you, I know. I, well, halfway through the season, like, I kind of would, I kind of would forget and I'd just be automatically, and then I'd have guys that were hurt, like Calvin Ridley, and I was like, golly, you know, why didn't I trade him? Because I was in a couple other leagues, so it's like, you know, boom, 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 right? Trying to, trying to get it all the leagues and. Then when you start not doing good, you're just kind of like, whatever, just, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, I had some of the guys were like, dude, you're on here. Like, should we draft you? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Well, I mean, I'm not on a team right now. I may be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what uniform am I wearing in the photo? Yeah. It's right. Like, you know, what I mean? It's like, you're just like a gray shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, going into uh, the the fall, you know, I was like, well, I could get picked up again. Um, you know, we'll see if training camp, you know, I could be brought back. Um, and nothing really happened. That's when, you know, when I started, when I had my camp, you know, with the academy, with with RA Kicking Academy. Let's know, talk about that quickly, right? So, so because stop right there, because that's a big shift. So I remember you and I had a conversation um you know just just chilling just chatting um where you told me about the academy right mm -hmm. racker roberto mm -hmm. Aguayo kicking academy based mm -hmm. down in tallahassee so my, my i was doing my first camp in tallahassee yes right. before the uh, before the season opened yes you seminoles was where yeah. robbie um forged his legend uh in yeah. the kicking community <laughs> um yeah. and you said to me that um the idea of the camp, which I thought was amazing, is that obviously you focus on the mechanics of kicking, you focus on becoming a better kicker and, and, and being able to do the physical things as well as you need to. But something that a lot of camps overlook and teams overlook in prepping people to play in the NFL is the mental side of things. Right? 100%. Yeah. So the pressure that you can be under, yeah. um, the stress that, you know, positions like that can you know, take on you. And obviously you're either winning a game or you're not winning a game right, sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Um and obviously with you know Robbie's history, he has been, you know, from the highest high points with FSU down to the lowest low points with the Buccaneers. So you understand exactly that mental roller coaster that being a professional player at any position can take on you, um, especially when you've got the the weight of, of a team or an organization on your shoulders and it comes down to sort of one kick one moment so that for me is the thing that i think sets this academy apart i mean focusing on that side of things is so overlooked people always just want to focus on physical traits but yeah. sometimes you've really got i think we've all found over the last couple of years with everything that's been going on with covid that you know mental health needs to be prioritized as well yep and yeah you make a great point we did talk about that and you know, what, what's happened in my career, um, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, you wish, you know, you would succeed, 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 everything goes great, you make a lot of money, you make a lot of kicks, whatever. 
Um, but I wouldn't change, you know, anything that's happened in my you know, professional career. Um, it's really led me to the person that I am today, you know, being resilient. And it gives me that opportunity to help that next generation with the academy. You know, there's a lot of demand, you know, I really started it back in 19, 2019. Um, there's a lot of demand, you know, hey, you know, teach my kid, teach my kid. Um, so to me, it's not only teaching the physical side of things, right? And in kicking, you got to be mentally, emotionally, and physically sound to be the complete kicker. Um, just like you got to be physically, mentally, and emotionally sound as a person to, to play in this game of life we all play in, right? Because there's going to be down days, there's going to be great days. And I feel like coming in at FSU, I just had high days, high days, high days, high days. And I never really went through a tough time. I never really went through a, I mean, a game winning, really the closest one was when I missed the, the Georgia tech game. Uh, uh, and that all happened. But to me, it was like, Oh, it was 57. I gave it a go. Um, it got blocked, you know, Oh, well, I, I made all my other kicks and, and it was great. It was one game, but really I never went through um, adversity and boom, get to the NFL, get drafted second round, blessing and a curse at the same time because I was thought to be a, a, a basically a, a machine a robot making everything boom 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 and you know Tampa some 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 fans weren't you know happy that I was taken at second you know they they wish they would have brought in a wide receiver or someone else and understandable right you know it, it's but to me it was like well I didn't make that decision I didn't say you know pick me at second round right um but at, at 21 years old and, and going through a swing change and, you know, I'm going to write a book one day kind of explaining everything in detail and, and what went on internally and, and whatnot. So um, that, that'll be good to, to really go in detail and explain, um, you know, day by day, week by week. But you know, I was going through a swing change and just wasn't ready really mentally and emotionally. Yeah. I could kick 60 yards. Yeah. I could do that all day. Right. But if you're not mentally and emotionally, you know, up to par, you know, the, the mind is a muscle just as, as you work out your, 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 your legs, your, you know, your arms, your muscle needs to be, you know, worked on. And I was, I was not as resilient in at 21 years old in the league, um, dealing with that adversity. And, you know, I had to fight and manage and, and claw and go through that, you know, coming out the chargers, the chargers, I should have won the job. I beat um, Caleb out. Um, you know, he's come back and said, you know, he should have won the job. The coaches say he should have stayed here. He should have won the job. You know, he was guaranteed more money, whatever, you know, I'm not hurt about that, whatever. To me, I was, I was happy because I, I came back and I, and I built I trusted, I, I, I became mentally strong and I trusted the process. I trusted the new swing and it worked under pressure situations. I went seven for seven in preseason, uh, ended on a game winner. Um, so I was happy internally with myself because I came back and I did the job and I did it to, to the best. I was, I could probably say that season I was kicking the best, even at FSU before FSU or 
like when I was at FSU. So I mean, technically, yeah. So like just for people that don't know, when we'll be talking about swing change, it's talking about the way in which you kick. So there's okay. there's a way, there's a soccer style way, which is the way you used to kick at FSU. And then there's wedge the, kick, like being more wedgy, right? Yeah, yep. there you go. And then there's sort of, you know, through the laces kind of style. Hard dominant, <clears throat> yep. Hard dominant. Yeah. Um, um, and you and that, that's, to- that, and that's hard to explain. And that's kind of like when I was at the Bucks, it's like, Dude, if I try to explain, we got to sit down for a good, you know, 45 minutes and I'm going to explain to you, you know, I can make a PowerPoint. I can show you these things. I can't just tell you in two minutes because you're going to be like, uh, okay, whatever you say, dude, like it does, it's, it's hard. You know, only kickers understand. Yeah. So, you know, I was well, trying also to be they, don't, they don't care either because they're like, listen, they bro, we took you at two. I don't yeah. care, care whether you kick with your hands as long as you kick through the yeah. thing. That's your issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you remember, I remember you saying, you know, like when you first got to the first practice, you know, because special teams had been bad for them the year before. And one of your, um, you know, your colleagues on the team said, well, we don't need to worry about that anymore because he's here. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. savior's here. And like, yeah. like you're saying, 21 years old, highest yeah. drafted kicker since Seabass, or I think Mike, maybe yeah. Mike Nugent, but like, yeah. you know, the pressure that's on you is insane. And then straight out the gates as well. Yeah. And then even if you were good at what you were doing, you're trying to change the style to make you better in the long term. Yeah. Do you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. You know, you're yep. trying to be better for everyone. Mm. Exactly. Longevity, but they wanted the results then. They wanted them yep. now. We yep. can't miss kicks today, you know. Exactly. And and obviously, you know, I wasn't going out there trying to miss, right? I was trying to be better. I was trying to get better. I was trying to become more efficient, less injury, create, you know, be better long term. And I, I I look at it and think like, you know, if I was on the PGA tour, if I was a golfer, you know, you can not win for you know a year, two years but you're still making cuts. You're still, you know, placing top, you know, 30, 40, you know, you're still kind of making money, right. Until you win. And then you're, you're good for another, you know, three to five years. If, you know, I needed probably maybe six more months you know, where I would be, you know, confident, ready to go. But in that time, you don't have, you don't have the, 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 the year, right. You know, I had not even six months to fix it. And I thought I could, I could, I could, you know, get it done by then. And, and just with the second round pick with the, with the tight leash with, you know, you miss one, you miss two. Now it's like, uh Oh, like, what do I do? Do I trust it? Do I not? And just, you know, the media weighing in as well, making it that much harder, you know, everywhere you look, there's people questioning your skills. Oh yeah. yeah. And, And, you know, and I'm not trying to be like, Oh, you know, I was the only one, right. It happens in all sports, right. You know, you, you lose whatever you go out. So it makes me, you know, uh, relate to, to those guys, you know, it's, it's good to see Jordan speed succeeding and, and, and coming back, you know, with, with everything that happened at the masters, you know, I can relate because, you know, I've been in that, situation where I miss and I'm just like I don't know I don't know how I'm going to make the next kick you know what what do I do it's very you're in a helpless situation so all of that now I want to teach the the younger generation the next you know guys coming through because no one really teaches that right there's camps out there that's all you know make this 60 yarder make this 50 yarder boom he has a big leg good that's good and all but What's going to happen when, you know, you miss one, you miss two, or you're not having a good day off the field and you got to come in and you got to, you know, all of that. Um, because in the end, if you get, to, and, and that's great. That's what's great about sports because you work on that. You get taught that, you know, mentally, emotionally, physical on the field. I'm like, this isn't just going to be 
for you on the field. This is going to help you in life because let's be realistic. Only 32 guys in the world are professional kickers. Yeah. You know, the statistics to make it there, right? Even if you go to college and play D one or a D two, like that's even, that's even great coming out of high school, right? Eventually this is going to end and you're going to have those 32 guys buddy like you know congratulations but it's okay. fine no you're exactly what you're exactly what you're saying is like so, you know there's there's a, over 100 d1 colleges do you know what i mean which means there's over 100 d1 kickers all who want to go into the nfl like you no. said 32 teams available um and a lot of them have established kickers and a kicking is like the one position in the nfl where you can play for a long time you know look at vinatieri do you know what i mean so yeah. like these aren't jobs that are becoming available every year you know maybe there'll be yeah. like you know two or three rookie kickers that will make it into the nfl every year um you know and, and but they are one of a kind though i mean look at mcpherson for the bengals um yep. i mean he's done great but yep. um off, like you know we probably won't see another version of him again for another couple of years at least yeah, um yeah. so yeah i mean that side of things is so fascinating and this is going to be such a basic thing that i'm going to say um as somebody like this i've only been a fan of the nfl for like four years or so now so i'm still relatively new i'd say in like the nfl world but the one thing that three more years you'd be friends for life oh love that can't <laughs> wait <laughs> but um <laughs> The one thing that like fascinated me straight away about kickers um, is how high you guys can kick your legs. <laughs> <laughs> like that blows my tiny mind. What, your hamstrings? Yeah, I can't get my... No, I can like barely get my leg up on the sofa sometimes, just like aging. Right, we don't need to know you. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> hey, we've been doing it. I mean, the guys have been doing it since they were, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old, so... Yeah, well, there's always a job for you in some sort of a French can-can school, then I guess you <laughs> can't become right. a kicker in the NFL. So let's go, moving, so Raka's going good. Um, follow, um, what's the Instagram? Is it R-A-K-A? R-A-K-A Academy. Yeah, and check them out. Let's talk. We had a guy from England coming up. We had a guy from England. Right, exactly. That is amazing, can I just say? Like, yeah, I love that. I know, what was his, so he was the kicker for the Silent Thrashers. And Robbie basically took him under his wing for was it just a week or so, wasn't it? Yeah, he was he out came, on holiday. He was, here, he was here for a week and a half, two weeks, and we had two sessions, good, really good, in-depth sessions. Um, and he 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 made a huge improvement. So I'm excited Love for that. Him. Did you? And do I remember like just hearing conversation last week and stuff? So he came without kind of any prior coaching. Yes, no, no prior coaching. He kind of just played soccer and just kind of like just kind of kicked the ball how he thought would, you know, would be best. And that's kind of where. All right. You got to know the right way to do it, because if you don't know, it's it's going to be tough. Your job is going to be that much harder. We've all seen the cheerleaders try and take field goals. <laughs> we can see how badly people can kick. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, no, if it's cheerleaders, but they just don't have the skill set. Um, so weirdly, even though it's 2022, you also got a call more recently as well, right? For another tryout. So what is this? Every two years, they're like, yeah, right. let's kick the tires right. of Robbie again. Yeah. So I, you know, I was I was released June June 17th, I think and nothing had happened it's december now last year 2021 i get a call from my agent hey you know i just got done talking with the browns you might they might bring you in they're considering bringing you in and i was like cool like 
Nice. I had been training. I'd been, you know, teaching kids, you know, I'd been working, um, working out. They calls me late, like four hours later. Hey, they're bringing you in. Um, and it wasn't the, uh, was it no Cleveland? No, it wasn't the five days anymore. Um, it's just go in, stay the night. Next day you work out, go in and it's me, Chris Blewett and Chandler Chandler Cotton. Great guys. So yeah, great guys. I mean, as a Washington Seaward fan, Chris Blewett did literally, he blew it, bro. Like every single kick he'd kicked for us, it was blocked or went wide. And I know you're going to make excuses for him, but you can't be named Blewett and be blowing kicks. What a yeah. name for a kicker. I remember that. Like, <laughs> yeah. If your I name was Roberto, I'm you, I, I miss mean, all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, don't be a kicker. Yeah. Yeah, right. So no one, no one remembers your makes. They always remember the misses, right? Um, but it was cool. I, I don't. I had played against him in college. My actual, actually, my first game in in college at Pitt. Um, and then Chandler Conzara was there, and I had never, I think, formally met him. I never played against him, um, but I always, you know, he was older than me. He played at Clemson. Uh, great kicker. Um, good dude. Um, and I was like, Chandler Conzaro, I haven't heard your name in a long time. So, yeah, man, it's kind of my last year. You know, if, if I, it doesn't work out, you know, I have, you know, I'm like, dude, you've, you're good, man. Like, you got family. You're, you're, you're good. You kicked a lot. Um, and it was all three of us. Um, and it's so nice. It's like a kicking brotherhood. Because yeah, you all like we're all, you know, we're all, all we all get each other. Stresses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, of how get it each is other. to be a kicker. Yeah. Um, so went out there in the cold. It was like 40 degrees, you know, did my process, did everything right. You know, when it's on the field, it's natural. Everything clicks. Um, and I went 12 for 12, made all my kicks. So I'm like, OK, I did my job. I wasn't really watching them. I saw some of their kicks. And then Chris comes up to me and he's like, how'd you do? And I was like, I made all of them. And he's like, dang, I went nine for 12. So when he said that, I was like, OK, well. I made more than him and Chandler. I don't know what he went, but he didn't make all of them. I think he, you know, I think he went nine for 12, eight for 12 too. Um, wasn't really paying attention, but I had a, I had a great last time I went perfect was when I got signed with the charger with the, uh, with the, the Panthers, I went 10 for 10. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is in the bag. Like I'm good. Like, even if they don't sign me today, they'll sign me, you know, in January. Um, you know, I go get my physical, you know, I'm pumped. I'm like, let's go Browns, you know, back in it. Um, you know, swing feels good. Body feels good. I've been working out. I've been training, you know, and they're like, I did my physical and they're like, okay, you know, we're going to send them on the plane. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll make a decision after the year or whatever. So I was like, they're probably going to decide after the year. As I'm about to take off, I see on, uh, on social media, they signed Chris Blewett and I'm just on the plane, like just sit, like, I just, <laughs> I look at the people next to me, kind of like, I kind of want to say like, that's, that's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't talk about that. that's crazy. But they were just, you know, they were in their own world and I'm just like, I'm about to take off. I but I didn't know that. I, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. But like, I, call my, I was like, I got to call somebody. I call my agent and I'm like, dude, like what's, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. They haven't called me. This is, you know, this is crazy, whatever. The whole plane ride. I'm just like staring, just 
just like on, dude. what like what more can i do to 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 make it right you know i i had one of the best days one of the best workouts you know that any any kicker could have right um but at the end of the day you know god has a plan you know it it, it is what it is um i i look at everything as uh have you guys said i'm, I'm gonna go real philosophical here have you guys heard the story of the chinese farmer and no, I'm, I'm all ears. Okay. Sounds uh, like the start of a racist joke, but yeah. Oh, no, the story of the Chinese farmer is um, there's a, there a Chinese farmer and. Um, Does he have to be he Chinese? Had a, he had, he had, well, it's, it's, it, I, I come from Chinese origin, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, his horses run off. His, his horse runs off and people come up to him and they're like, oh no, your horse ran off. That's so bad. And he said, all he said to them was maybe. And a week later, that horse comes back with seven other wild horses. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Like, you have seven horses now. That's awesome, right? And he's like, maybe. And then the next day, his, his son is riding on the horse and, you know, trying to learn how to ride. Falls off, breaks his arm. People come up to him. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's so bad. Like, your son broke his arm, whatever, whatever. That's so bad. He's like, Maybe. A week later, the 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 their uh, their army comes and they, they need to you know draft people for war. They need to we need to bring your son, and they're like he broke his arm, and they're like okay he can't he can't go to war because he's you know medically disabled, and everyone comes and they're like oh my gosh like that's good he didn't go to war like you know, and he's like maybe, and at the end the story's like you never know what a situation or a moment in your life will be. And how that will affect you later, you'll just know later. So in every situation, you always say maybe. Was this good or bad? There is no good or bad. You don't know, right? So you're just like maybe, and you got to go and roll with the punches. And and that's kind of what football and my life has taught me to move forward and not dwell on well, you know, they didn't pick me because I could see, sit here and be like, oh, they didn't pick me, man. Well, well, it's like you know, I know, you know, everything happens for a reason. And one day I'll look back and be like. Maybe, you know, maybe it might be yeah. bad, maybe it might be good, you know, one, one day I'll know. But yeah, that was very deep for a for a No, for life. no I love that. I'm inspired yeah. to yeah. say maybe. That, yeah. that, I think it's a it's a lovely message to, to end the main portion of the interview. And I think the Browns weren't ready for that level of success, personally. <laughs> I think they were they unaccustomed the to someone succeeding on that level. And they were like, no, to be a Browns player, you can only be good 75% of the time. So <laughs> they brought through it. On. I had a lot of buddies say that, like, oh, the Browns would do that. The Browns wouldn't sign you, whatever. But hey, man, it's it's like that, uh, you know, at the Chargers, I was better, but they, you know, they ended up going with the more experienced guy, whatever, you know, stuff like that happens. And and it'll happen to anyone in, in, in life. Right. You're sometimes the better candidate, but they pick another person, whether it be, you know, they know each other, you know, politics, whatever. And you just got to roll with the punches. You got to keep going. Yeah. Right. You can't you can't be like, oh, man, like I'm not I'm not you know, I can't do it right. Go, you know, whether whatever it may be. So. I, and, that, and that's what I that's what I teach my kids you know give them that inspiration give them that you know and I that knowledge of kind of what I went through give it to you while you're 15 so you know that right if I ha would have had that a teacher a, a mentor a coach to kind of guide me along that um, that would have that would have helped me a lot so yeah in Star Trek there's a very famous phrase by uh, Captain John Luke Picard aka the legend that is Sir Patrick Stewart, 
and he says uh, it's possible to commit no mistakes and still lose that's not a weakness that's life yep that's life and we're all playing in this game of life mm -hmm. oh. and speaking of playing games perfect segue oh, Robbie. Oh, love this. <laughs> let's go uh, you've been missing the games yeah that's good this is, it's almost like we've worked together for years yeah. three to be precise um so normally when we played a game with robbie before we it ended up being a great segment on the show called why why did he miss which is fantastic where you would analyze great, great segment it, it, it should be taken on full time yeah um hannah wilkes did say that she's gonna steal a mcvague quote for Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, but basically, we're getting all of our stuff robbed and getting no credit around the world. And that's fine. <laughs> that's the way we roll. We'll just timestamp everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but this is a different one, Robbie. So now we're like, okay, so it's my goal that you obviously end up coming over here at some point. We finally yep. meet for real. Yep. You come down to MVL. And so we're like, okay, let's prepare for when Robbie comes to the UK. Okay. Okay. Now, it's all the time. You know, whenever Americans come over, they do the poll like, oh, what, what, try this English food. You know, what's this Cockney slang? It's a bit bait, it's a bit low hanging fruit. We're not going to do that. So we've got a game called How Snobby is Robbie? Oh, let's go. <laughs> so, How long did it take you to make that up? How snobby? Yeah, it, it was inspirational. Like, That's good. Uh, all right. So the theory behind this game is you're going to be presented with two options okay. that may, you know, present themselves to you in English society is generally seen that one option is snobbier than the other option. Okay. And so it's going to be up to you to see what of the two options you would choose. And then we can base the results on how snobby you are as a person. Snobby, Robbie, we'll see. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So um, let's go. How snobby is Robbie? Robbie. You're getting served tea. Okay. Okay. Do you take English breakfast or Earl Grey? <laughs> um, Earl Grey. <laughs> oh, okay. See, okay, so I'm going to ask Ash now. Which do you think is the snobbier tea? Earl Grey or English breakfast? I mean, I, I do believe it's Earl Grey. It is. Yeah. English breakfast is like the everyman's tea. What we call a builder's brew. Builder's brew. Yeah. You know. Builder's brew. A builder's brew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earl Grey is generally seen as more. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's got yeah. bergamot in it, and I don't think anything that has bergamot in it is ever considered low class. No. Right. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd have to Google what that is. Yeah. yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so that means you're that that's a pretty okay. snobby tea choice, Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Which isn't a bad thing, you know, because yeah. you're gonna be rolling with us, so high society. Yeah. <laughs> so the tea is getting bought to you. Here's the key question: the milk. Does it go into the cup before the tea or after the tea? Before. Interesting again. Yeah. And we've got a high, high level society Bobby on our. Well, no, because here's the funny, here's the funny thing. A lot of people think that milk in first, you said milk in first, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people think that milk in first is the less snobby one to do. No, but it is the right way to do it with loose leaf tea. So I looked, did a lot of research on this. Okay. And I found an interview with the Queen's Butler. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be highest fourth. Yeah, the highest. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, knew that, I knew I'd get questions, so I was like, okay, I'm going to find out because... Right, so in theory, 
the, the queen puts water in first, tea in first, then milk. And okay. I think a lot of people make their tea like that. Yeah. The reason why is because in high society, they used to be able to afford much finer china, right? That wouldn't break under hot pressure oh. or hot stress. So okay. the high society people could put the boiling water straight into the cup from the teapot without any risk of the cup breaking. But the cheaper made ceramic mugs that generally people that couldn't afford buying China break. would break if you did that. So they put the milk in first to lower the temperature of the cup. You learn something new every day. Thank you. Oh. Okay, so yeah, Robin, we're yeah, still there. Something new. Yeah. We're still around the tea table. Okay. We're having afternoon tea. Um, someone presents you with a scone or a scone, depending on where you are in the world, depending on how you say that. Do you put the jam on and then the cream? or the cream on and then the jam. And again, we will refer to the Queen's Butler to how the Queen has her one to show which is the higher, <laughs> more snobby choice. Um, I'm trying have, you ever to had an, have you ever had an afternoon tea? Because yeah, if you haven't, yeah. oh, you have, okay. Okay. I have. Um, Where though? If it was in Florida, that doesn't count. No, no, it was in, uh, it was in New York. Okay, fair enough, yeah, right. Um, It was, uh, all right. I would feel like you put the cream? No. Yeah, the jam after. That's what I do. That's what I do as and well. And that's what you do? Yeah. It's not what the queen does. Oh, she just put the jam on oh. first. In Buckingham Palace, what the jam <laughs> goes on first, and then the cream, according to the queen's butler. Okay. Okay. All right, two so to now one. we're gonna, two to one. So now we're okay. moving away from the afternoon tea setup onto the breakfast table, um, okay. where you are drinking milk out of a jug, um, while you wait for your Earl Grey. Yeah. Um, but you're having an English breakfast. The baked beans, do they come on the plate or do they come in a ramekin on the side? A ramekin on the side. So snobby. That is, that is, that, that's, that's very, very proper of you, Robin. That's, I mean, Normally. Think about it. They're on a plate. It's just they're just spread out. They're just... Exactly. That's yes. the way it should be. And, and... I'm swimming on my plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have islands, islands of other foods floating in a in a huge bowl of baked beans. This is basically what a lot of greasy yeah. spoons do. Um, that is the more snobby one. So where well, you're a tune two now. So now you're the... very even. You can roll either side. No, wait, final... wait, wait. The snobby is the is the is the sort the cup, yeah, right? Having, or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's three to one. Wait a minute, you said Earl Grey. Yeah. You said milk in before. But then he said jam on first, but it's cream on first. No, he said cream on first. There's jam on first. So it's yeah. two. Oh wait, so you're counting oh, so you're counting the milk in first, not snobby. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Two to two. Okay. Two to two. Two to two. Comes down to the last question. You're eating soup. Okay. Good soup. Do you scoop towards your mouth? Scoop away. Scoop oh, away. Oh, done it! Oh <laughs> yes, Robbie. Scoop is away, so snobby. you don't, so you don't spill anything on 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 your shirt, or that is you know. absolutely correct. Oh wow! Well ding, done. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're snobby, Robbie. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but when you come to the UK, we'll definitely, I promise, we'll do all those things. We'll go, we'll have afternoon tea, we'll make jokes. And then we'll go have soup. And then we'll, then we'll go and eat beans. Um, yeah, we'll start the day with a full English breakfast, then go to afternoon tea and have a bowl of soup for the evening because we'll be full. 
yeah I, so I did I worked at a summer camp in America a couple of years ago yeah. and um it was like two hours north of Atlanta in Georgia in a place called Mountain City and the kids were just blown away by the concept of a baked bean um and I was just like I I I'm talking about their baked beans in America but they just have I didn't know barbecue they, yeah but they why just in a barbecue they don't no, you don't cook the bean on a barbecue. No, I know. Right. I mean, what that a mess. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they'd all fall through the fucking grill. Um, yeah, I don't know what the theory is, but Robbie, what's the, your deal with baked beans in America? It's like a, a yeah. side for barbecue, right? It's a side for barbecue, yep, yep. They usually eat it with, um, yeah, barbecue, you know, red meat. Uh, that's, that's when I have the baked beans over here with you know, barbecue sauce and stuff like that. See, for me, that's weird. No, exactly. Like a great breakfast, again, when you come to the UK, mm-hmm. um, or if you're feeling poorly as well, I do love this one, just baked beans on toast. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. Yeah. Game changer yeah. as well. A little sprinkling of cheese. A bit of, bit of Worcester Ooh. sauce. Or as you guys would call it, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and, I need yeah. to go over there. I need a, I need a, I need a. You do. Expand. And there's no excuses. Tool. Yeah. There's no yeah. excuses. We're free to travel. You're available yeah. to come. Um, but yeah, I think we'll call it a day on that interview because it was so nice. I, we need to do more segments of stuff. No, we <laughs> definitely do. Snobby, snobby <laughs> that was good. That was good. We'll, we'll do, do a snobby Robbie 2.0 the next time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm sure we'll get you back on to just have chats because it's always fun. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, big yeah. love, bro. And um, good luck this with everything. Fun. Good luck with Raka. And yeah, just uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll speak soon. <laughs> Good luck with the show. This is fun. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right, bro. Take care. I'll speak to you soon. Um. It just seems to be the natural instinct of hogs that when they see a Dallas Cowboys jersey, they want to tear it apart. I don't want to sit here all off season again hearing about Dallas.